a series uh, of building his house. And so last week we talked about love uh, and building a house of love, not just the building, but us, the temple. Uh, and tonight uh, I, I want to talk about a subject that is so dear to my heart. Um, I, I teach this class uh, at RSM, uh, and it's, I think it's, it's so strategic uh, to the culture of the kingdom uh, I think it's actually one of the most important things uh, as, as it is in uh, rolling out the red carpet for the presence of the Lord. And it's, it's teaching uh, and building a, a house of honor. Amen. Amen. Build, building a house of honor. And so uh, we're going to get into this tonight because uh, I believe as we're building, uh, how many saw the manifestation of what was spoken of last week? I believe that hearts were touched. The, the God of love entered the room. God is love. He entered the room. Uh, and, and I'm grateful for that. Amen. Well, tonight we're going to talk about honor. Okay. And so if you would, I don't have a scripture, actually. We're going to start with a definition. We're going to start with Mr. Webster. Uh, and so um, I just before we start, I just want to pray, Father, I thank you for what you are doing in this house to you be all the glory. Father, this is not a, there's no way that this is normal, and we don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted, Father, and we honor you with what we are doing, God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that the anointing that makes preaching and teaching powerful be in the room today. I thank you, Lord, for lives changed. I thank you for the manifestation of the word in the hearts of the hearer, and we give you all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise, and everyone in the house in agreement says amen. Amen. So what is the definition of honor? Honor is to regard with great respect or to esteem or to place value upon something or someone. It is to put a, essentially a price on something. It's to place a price tag or what you're willing to spend or invest into the thing that you are holding in such esteem. The Greek word for this, and this is where we get this, and I, I'm not going deep in Greek, but I think it's important to tie this to what we're discussing tonight because honor actually stems from a Greek word, and that is time. And that is actually where we get our English word time. And it's interesting to me that the Greeks valued honor or put honor in such a high regard that they, or time in such a high regard, that that's actually where we derive our word from that. And so, uh, how many heard that saying, they wouldn't give you the time of day? That's where you get that from. They wouldn't give me, it, it means that they don't give me any value, they don't give me any honor, they show no respect or regard, I feel like Rodney Dangerfield, no respect, no respect in here. You know, now I way dated myself there. But, uh, but, but, but it, it's true, that's where we get that, that phrase, and, and the Greeks found it so uh, valuable, uh, time, and when we give our time to someone or something, we put a high price tag on that. Actually, that's where we get... Um, uh, you know, everybody says if, if you want to look at where someone's heart is, look at their checkbook. It's what you spend the most on. It's it, it, You can actually make a god out of what you invest all of your time in. If you are uh, on, uh, for me, it's, it was music and guitar and musician. If I made that more important and made that more of a priority in my life than I did my time with the Lord and in the Word, it becomes an idol. It becomes a god. I esteem that higher than God. And uh, the first commandment says that there shall be no other god uh, uh, before me. It doesn't mean above. It means in front of. It means that anything 
everything that you place more value on than you do God becomes your God, and you esteem and value that higher than God. Uh, and God takes honor uh, seriously. He takes honor extremely seriously. Um, Crystal, you want to add anything to that? No? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, the honor is important to God. And you say, okay, well, let me, show, me, show me scripture. Well, Exodus 20, 12, fifth commandment. We can see that honor is uh, a part of the first, uh, it's the 10 commandments, and it's tied, it's the first of the 10 commandments that's tied to a blessing. In uh, verse 12, it says, honor thy father, thy mother, that your may, days may be long upon the land which the Lord God has given you. And from that scripture, you can see that honor is a currency. Honor is a currency, amen? There's an exchange that takes place. If I show my parents honor, God gives me long life. Okay, amen? And so we see that honor is a currency in the kingdom. It is, it's, it's something that God esteems so highly that it's, instead of paper or gold, it's honor that, that you can exchange for long life. You might not be able to buy it with paper and money, but you can, you, can, you can make an exchange where I honor my father and my mother and my days will be extended. Think about that. I'll say it in the microphone. <laughs> so that's actually an exchange of time. Value. Value is when you honor your parents, he says, actually, your time on the earth will be longer. Your kingdom assignment will be able to be completed just by showing honor to your father and mother. And honor is such a revelation to mine and Chris's heart in our life that I think if you grab this revelation, it will truly change the way you operate and the way that we're saying building culture, the way you treat people inside the house of God and outside the house of God. So these principles don't just apply to the people that are sitting beside you, that they're also applying to the community around us. Absolutely. When you begin to operate in the culture of the kingdom, God's culture, his kingdom, it shifts the it'll shift regions, it shifts nations. You've seen it. I mean, we I could show you historically where where there may have been a war on the horizon, but when prayer went into it and the establishment of the kingdom took place, it stopped wars. I'm like like in our in our time period, I mean, maybe not mine, but in our history books, uh, okay. And so, um, I believe in 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 honor. I believe in this. So this, these principles have, and that's why I want us to get this, is because I believe in these principles because of what they've done in my life. I'm sitting here next to Crystal because I, and honor is a choice. Amen. Honor is a choice, and it comes from the abundance of the heart. Okay, and we'll get into that in just a second. But going back, honor is a currency which there is no exchange rate. How many know what that means? Like when you go, I can go and bring my currency that may not be worth as much uh, and to another nation and exchange it for their currency. And, 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 but, but, and there's an exchange rate that takes place. With honor, there is, it's a currency of the kingdom that there is no exchange rate for you. This is what it is. And, and, and sometimes, like honor is a principle. It's not a formula. It's a principle. This is the principle of God, okay? And so, uh, and, and you say, okay, well, show me more, okay? Uh, uh, scripture, uh, talking about exchange. The Bible says, honor a prophet in the name of a prophet and receive a prophet's reward. Well, what does that mean? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on titles. I'm just going to be real with y'all. I'm big on titles. Not on, not on 
paper, not on business cards, not on, you know, you don't have to call them. I'm big on calling people by their, their calling because I want to pull from the anointing and the mantle that rests upon their life, okay? If, I want, if I'm going to call uh, Kevin, Kevin, then I'm going to receive from Kevin, but if I call him pastor or bishop, I'm receiving from the apostolic grace on his life. Okay? If I call, if I, if he's my shepherd, so I should, I, I'm going to, I want the shepherd out of Pastor Kevin. I need the shepherd. I'm a lost sheep. I need a shepherd. If I call him Kevin, I'm only going to receive from Kevin. And if anybody's played golf with Kevin, I want to receive from pa- Pastor Kevin. Okay? <laughs> but, 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 but do you hear what I'm saying? It's not about the title. It's the mantle. You know, we have a running joke in, in several, several of us, Mason and Mike. I teach this in the school, and, and one of the principles that I teach is uh, uh, when you open the door for someone, we wrestle, like, for the door now. Like, we, 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 do we not? We run after the door to open the door for each other, and it's become this thing. If we're coming out of a restaurant, none of us step through the door because we want to open the door, not for Mason, but there's something on his life that I want to open the door for. I want to open the door from the anointing that's on Mason's life because I want to receive from that. And that's, you say, well, Mason, doesn't he work for you? No, he works with me. We run together. He does not work for me. We are running in the kingdom together. And so uh, Pastor Tobin and Pastor Jojo, uh, I opened the door for them because I, I, I love Tobin and Jojo. They are precious, the most precious people I know. I want the grace gift off of their life. So we have this running joke that we wrestle for the door. It's because I want something. I, I want to make that exchange. I want to honor them because there's something significant on their life. There's a purpose. Each one of you in the house has been born with. I'm telling you, there are, I said this to Mason earlier, man. I'm about to say a thing, Crystal. We, this wasn't in the notes. I'm off my notes already, so please pray for me. Do you realize that in a woman, in a woman, the eggs of her in her womb are for all all of her potential children are in her womb from when she was born it's already there okay and so everything you need is all God's already put it inside of you okay and honor is something and we'll get into the void or the the void of honor in in today's society but the things that are inside of you that God has placed there can be unlocked with only one thing and that is intimacy with the father Okay, and so God's put it in you, and when I open the door, for honor begins to extract out of you what God sees in you. Okay, and so, uh, Crystal, I I know we were talking about a little bit about that earlier, about extracting uh, what God sees in you, and okay, we're not going there? Okay, all right, we're not ready for that yet? All right, all right. But but I want to honor, I want to honor Pastor Richie, because Pastor Richie's the greatest coach I've ever met in my entire life. When you get in the room with Pastor Richie, he's, Let's he's not... Let's hear it for Pastor yes. Richie right here on the front row. Yes. <laughs> he's the greatest coach that I have, I have ever met. He can extract out of people because of what he sees in them. He honors what he sees in them. He, I met him years ago, years ago at a Ruach conference, the first Ruach conference we ever did, I met him. And he was, he was sick and he, he wasn't feeling good, and I, I just felt in my heart to honor him. I didn't even really know him yet, but I wanted to honor him. And through the exchange of me honoring him and then all of a sudden him seeing something in me, I'm sitting here today because something that he saw in me was unlocked because of what I saw on him years ago. And we, there was an exchange of honor. Okay, amen? 
Amen. And so uh, I, we're, we're going to get to honoring the presence. But before we can honor the presence, before I can honor an unseen God, I have to be able to honor my seen neighbor. Okay. Before I can honor an unseen God, because I, we're his creation. Amen. If I can't, if I dishonor his creation, then how can I honor the one who created us? Amen. Amen. And how many know that we are living in a society, a culture, an atmosphere that has a lack of honor? How many of you just walk into Walmart Turn or the TV on. It, you go into schools? I'm, you know, I'm in schools all the time. And what we're dealing with is a generation that has not been taught the value of honoring their parents, honoring one another. And when you begin to show honor, of course, the glory of the Lord can begin to move and, and, and shift atmospheres and regions. Um, and so what I see a lot of, um, and I've dealt with in my own life, like Chris um, said, that honoring someone is a choice. The only thing that's going to hold you back, probably, from being able to honor someone else may be pride in your own heart. It may be arrogance. Um, the enemy works against us in those ways to say, no, 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 you don't need to prefer them above you, right? And so I think what we're trying to do is moving forward where we've got to change that. Um, and even in my own life, you, you can live a life of humility and of humbleness and still honor someone else. You can still be strong in your own identity, right? And who you are and still roll out the red carpet for someone else. Honoring someone is serving them. It's holding the towel of servanthood. How can I help you? What can I do for you? Honoring someone is not climbing a ladder to smash someone's head as you work your way up. Um, Okay. <laughs> um, I honor Pastor Devin and Pastor Kevin, one, because I love the Lord. And I honor them first. I honor them because I honor him first. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, I think that you just described Jesus. He knew he was all God, yet he chose to become flesh. He chose, I mean, think about this. Here's... Jesus, miracle working, blind eye opening, deaf ear opening, Jesus, I mean, Jesus, the one that we all aspire to be like, the Christ. And here he is on his last meeting with his disciples on this side before the resurrection. And he didn't come to them and say, this is how you heal the blind eye. This is how you heal the lame leg. This is how you, you know, unstop the deaf ear. He said, this is how you wash feet. This is how you honor. Because he understood, if you, if, if you had one thing to leave those who you were rearing up, if you, your children, would not the last thing you said to them be the most important? Uh, if you were on your, your, your deathbed, if you were on your, and would you not look at them and you would give them the most significant life lesson that you had learned in all of your time on this planet, right? And he said, you know what? This is where it all is. 
This is where it all is, serving one another. This is where it's at. This is it. It's honoring. those. Honor works both ways. Honor works up and honor works down. And it's one thing, let me say this. If you honor those that only you can get something from, that's not honor. That's not honor. But if you honor the guy at the Walmart with the veteran's hat on, and you don't know what my man went through. You, that man could be walking in the thickest of anointings. He could have been uh, a chaplain in the military and laid hands on people who were shot and wounded in Vietnam, and could, they could have been raised up from the dead and healed. You would never know that. But if you walk past them, if, you're, if you can walk in this room and honor Pastor Kevin, but you can't honor the guy at the Walmart pushing the buggies, we, gotta, we have to check our hearts. Because when we start to operate in this, you're going to watch a region unlock. You're going to watch something shift in the region. You know, when, when we go, I, I watch a lot of, uh, I see chat over there. I, when, we, when we, I watch a lot of international mission and, and international ministries. And we sometimes wonder why we don't see miracle signs and wonders at conferences here in America. But then if you go over to Africa and you see, you know, uh, people... Uh, 100,000 people walk for three days to get into the room or get into a, a, a place where there's no air conditioning, no toilets. They've wheeled wheelchairs there. They've walked with crutches there, but they honor God and they honor those who are being, that honor a prophet in the name of a prophet. And then all of a sudden they walk out and they leave their wheelchair there. Why is that? Because of honor, unlocking something in the atmosphere. It goes back to atmospheres. Amen. It goes back to atmospheres. That's why in the Bible in Ephesians, it says that the, it calls Satan the prince of the power of the air. That's why in Daniel chapter 10, he prays a prayer and his prayers were withstood by a prince of Persia, principality over Persia for 20 and one days. Michael was warring with a principality over Persia that dishonored God. Okay, somebody, it's atmosphere. And when you sow honor into an atmosphere, principalities that you can't see move out of the way. And then all of a sudden, miracles, signs, and wonders are unlocked in the atmosphere. And the blind, oh, God, help me. I, I'm, I'm trying not to go here. But, but that's the truth. Honor shifts atmospheres. And so me being a practical way, how do you shift an atmosphere with honor? Um, going back to what Chris said about Jesus was the highest, you know, example of that because he said, I go about my father's business, right. right? And there is no agenda attached to honor. Um, okay, I'll say it again. There's no agenda attached to honor. Amen. So, how can we demonstrate honor here in the house, here in the community? I believe two ways. One way is by the fruit of our lips, right? Um, you can say something to someone and honor them with your words, but if your actions prove otherwise, you've just totally discredited the honor that you tried to show with your mouth. It goes the other way. If I'm if I can show action, but then, right, I go into a room and I talk about somebody and I'm not honoring them, you know, I'm not demonstrating honor. So practically, two ways, by the fruit of our lips and by action. And then when you have those two things with no agenda attached, I believe that the glory of the Lord can come into a place and shift things. Absolutely. I am a product of it. And, and, and I'm going to say this um, Mason reminded me of it earlier, and it's just resonating in my spirit because of what you had just said. But in order to 
be familiar with honor and understand or have a heart of honor, you have to first become very familiar with humility. You have to be one like Jesus, humble in, in, in your walk with him. And you say, well, what does that look like? It, it, it really is. It's preferring others. It's, it's dying to self. And I know this is not a popular message, but that's, that's the truth. It's, 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 there are many times in my life that I, and even in my 15 years of running with Pastor Kevin, that I would have rather done something, when I say this, I mean, uh, 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 there were times where I traveled with Pastor Kevin and we were away uh, and I was serving. I, this, is not a, this is not a job, amen? This, this Serving is a calling. It's something that we're called to do. So for many years before I ever stood foot on a platform or even had a, hey, had a job at the church, I served at the church. I had another job. When I met Crystal, I had another job. I was doing another job, and I would take off of that job to go and travel with Pastor Kevin and serve the, man, serve the anointing on the man of God. Because I felt that. I felt that that was something I was assigned to do. And we're assigned to serve one another. Amen. But, but there would be times where I would be with him and we would be wherever in, in the earth, uh, all over the place. And she would be with her family, mom and dad. Uh, and family down, uh, and I'm not saying this for everybody, but this is sometimes what you're, what you want to do sometimes, or your will. You just you have to you have to uh, say, okay, I'm going to put that on pause, and I'm going to I'm going to fulfill the call to serve and honor on my life, and and I'm, that's an extreme. I, I'm talking about, you know, that's a very extreme way to do that. And I would, she would be on vacation with her family, and I'd be serving Pastor Kevin someplace in another state, you know. And I'm like, how's the beach, you know? And she's like, I, she, where, what are you doing? I just got home from church, you know. And, and, and so, but, but, but the, you know, I could have said, you know what? I don't want this. Nah. This ain't, you know, I'm, who, who, who in the world, you know? No, no. It was, it was I'm going to, this is going to die. I'm, because I'm not working for Pastor Kevin. We don't, we're working for the king. We're working for the, we, we operate under the mandate of the king. And when we begin to think like that, it shifts our trajectory. It shifts our lives. You can say, well, that, that really stinks. Yeah, God made it up. God made it up. I'm, I'm just telling you. God made up the time. He made up the difference. You know how I met her? I met her serving. I met her serving the anointing. And you say, well, what is that? I'm just, I'm letting you know when you begin to honor and serve, it unlocks things. It changes the trajectory. I was going one direction. And then all of a sudden I was serving Pastor Kevin. I wasn't working for him, didn't have a job. He was like, I want you to come up to this thing in Knoxville called Winterfest. And I said, what's Winterfest? It sounded like a, something with Christmas lights. And it was March, so I was really unsure. But, but I said, what is Winterfest? And they said, it's this youth rally where 20,000 kids gather in Thompson Bowling Arena. And, man, it's just incredible. And I said, okay. And I had recently moved here from Florida, and there's I-95 North and I-95 South. No splits, no none of that. When I moved here, I got lost going to Cleveland because I was wound up going to Atlanta because I took a split and didn't know where I was going. But I, so I'm like, I'm not coming to Knoxville because that was to me like going, to, you could have said go to Ohio. And so I was not on my way there. And Pastor Kevin says, I want you to ride with Pastor Devin and the kids up. I'm all, he was already there. And so I, I rode up to serve. I was going up to serve and just to, to do what I felt God said to do. And on my way up, Pastor Devin for two hours told me about this beautiful blonde haired girl. And, and I said, who, who is this that you're talking about? You know, because I, and she said, I get there, we, you got off the elevator, we're standing there, and she goes, that's the girl. And, and it, un, but I'm, had I not been in the car, 
Had I not been willing to, and, and here we are, how many years later we got, I mean, that's the trajectory of honor. When you choose to, I could have chose to stay home. It was my day off, actually. I could have chose to stay home. I wasn't, it wasn't. It sounds a, a little bitter. No, no. <laughs> just no, no. It's okay, I, everybody smile. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I mean, the reality, though, is that when you choose to honor, it unlocks things in the hour. And that's what I want to see in this house. I want to see this over your personal lives. We've been blessed. And when I say that, I don't mean that like as, it's not braggadocious. It's I'm, I want you to understand the principles of the kingdom. I, I could go into story after story. I'm sitting here because my parents honored. I was wayward. I went crazy wayward. I'm talking about like way, way wayward. Okay. And, and, and it was my parents who honored the word of the Lord and honored that raise up a child in the way that they should go and they shall not depart from it. And because of their faithfulness to honor the word, to honor the presence, to honor the, the, the principles of God, I'm sitting here right now. So if there's parents in here and you've been praying for your children, I'm a testimony that you honor the word of the Lord and the promises of the Lord are yes and amen. Amen? Honor shifts atmospheres. I'm going to wrap this up in a minute. Because God wants to do something in the room. Matthew 13, 58. But I'm going to start in 53. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in the synagogue. And they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't he the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. Dishonor. They took offense at him. The people of Nazareth could not receive Jesus with honor, therefore keeping the anointing bound inside the vessel that was sent to be poured out unto them. Dishonor was sown, and nothing could be pulled out of Jesus. Because, and it actually says, uh, and he was unable to do many miracles there because of their unbelief. And unbelief and dishonor are tied together, okay? Because if you don't look at someone and see what God sees in them, then you're, you're, you're not believing what God said about them. That's why it's important to look at for the best in people. It's, it's so important, no matter what part of life people are on, honor. Show honor because you're honoring them, whether they walk in with, you know, what is it? He said, I walked in with cut off shorts and, a, you know, tattoos all over my legs, Pastor Kevin. He, he showed honor to me. And because of that, I, I didn't, that was definitely not owed it. That's for sure. Okay. But because he did, it unlocked what God saw in me. Amen. So if we could just for a second, I believe that. The Lord, the scripture keeps coming back to me, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. If honor begins in our hearts, then I believe the Lord tonight wants to set some things in order right here personally. So if our worship team could just come up really quickly. There's one last scripture I want to read because there's something when you sow the word into the atmosphere. Okay, because I believe God's going to do something in our hearts. And I, how many want this place to be a place of presence? 
that's what this whole series is about. It's building a house that he wants to dwell in. And it's not just here, it's here. If I'm a person of honor, then God's presence and anointing will, will be upon me. I've watched people who can't preach but just host atmosphere because they honor and revere the presence of the Lord. I've seen them go like this and whole rows fall over. Because, didn't preach a word, but just honored and revered the presence of the Lord. How many want to be that type of people? When you walk in the room, the atmosphere shifts and miracles, signs, and wonders happen in your workplace. Luke chapter 5. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town, Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. It says it was he, the power of God was there to heal them. It goes on to say that there was a, a paralyzed man that was brought to him. And it says that, you know, they, they couldn't, you know, the story where they ripped open the roof and lowered him down. And it says uh, when he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But then Jesus perceived their thoughts, and he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Dishonor comes from here. How you esteem someone comes from here. And so tonight, I think Crystal hit it. It's, it's renewing me, Father. Created me a clean heart. Purify me, oh Father. God, I, I, I ask you that you would touch my life. Cleanse me of any dishonor towards, towards, my, towards my, my, it starts in the home. If, so if you would, just let's, let's stand for a moment. It starts in the home. Everything starts in the home. And if you read that, it says that he perceived their thought. They didn't have to say it. So first I want us to, if there is something in our hearts towards our spouse or towards our children, I want us to, to first start there. And I want us to ask the Lord, Father, I, and I'm, I, you, can pr you can pray how you want to pray. This is how I'm going to pray. And, and, and you can use this uh, as a model. But Father, I just thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you, God, that you have shown me, that you have shown me the way through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord. And I pray right now that you would create in me a heart of honor. I pray, Father, that you would create in me, purify my heart, created me a heart of honor, Father, that I would honor my family, my neighbors. Lord, let me be a pillar of honor in my community. Let it be that when I walk into the room, Father, that because honor is attractive. People may not even understand what they're attracted to, but when you are a man or a woman of honor, it will shift atmospheres and you become attractive to those around you, and then you can share the kingdom of heaven with them. Father, create in me a clean heart, an honorable heart, that when I walk into rooms, Father, that I am, I am so filled with honor that, that it overflows, that I exude honor, Lord, whether it be at the highest level or the lowest pit, Father, let me be a man or a woman of honor. I just want you to lift your hands right now. Just lift your hands right now. Oh, Lord Jesus, here I am. Here I am, Lord. 
I just want you to say that. Just put that in the atmosphere. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Create in me a clean and pure heart, a heart, a vessel for honor, Lord. Create in me, create me to be a vessel of honor. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you. I just feel that in this cleansing, he wants to remove offense from someone's heart. Um, so right now, Father, I just pray with hands lifted and eyes closed that you would begin to gently prick the hearts of those that have offense, Father. Those walls that they built up towards someone in their workplace or even in their home, Lord. Those walls that are keeping us from honoring one another, serving one another. Father, I just pray that you would come in. Wind of God, I just ask that offense would be blown out today in the name of Jesus. Father, we lay our offense at the foot of the cross. And we don't pick it up today, Lord. Create in us a clean heart. Take this offense from us, Father. Take this hurt. Take this pain so we can walk forward in what you've called for us, for this house and for this community. If there's anybody in this room I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to, but I, the altars are open right now. And if there are people that are wanting to be able to be a, a person of honor, someone that I believe that, that, that there are those that are in this room that are going to be known for honor, that they are going, when, when like, like honor and your picture in the dictionary, you're going to be so synonymous with honor in this community that you're going to revere the spirit of God and people are going to recognize that upon your life. I just want to open the altars right now because the first thing I, I Crystal's right. We got to get rid of the offense, but I want, I want to, I, I invite you to the altar right now. Oh father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. If you want the presence of the Lord on your life, if you want to be a conduit of his glory and his presence, if you want to be a conduit of honor. Now, I really believe that God is wanting to do that in this room. Just to dwell. 
presence of God, honor what God wants to do, put down our agendas, put down, uh, you know, Crystal said honor doesn't have an agenda, Every, uh, just honor the presence of God, honor the spirit of the Lord, honor the presence of the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, let us honor the dove right now, if you would just lift your hands and just so honor into the atmosphere, revere, reverence for the Spirit of God.
want you right now. We're going to go ahead and we're going to pray and I'm going to dismiss you all. I just want you to repeat this after me. Father, make me a person of honor. Father, I choose honor. Father, set the trajectory of my life to a place of honor. Let me leave a legacy of honor. Father, I pray blessing over this people. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that what we discussed tonight would be made manifest. I pray that this would be a city of honor. I pray that this would be a people of honor. I pray, Lord, that it would unlock something in the heavens, Father. I pray that as they go out and they begin to show honor at the highest capacity, that every principality that they encounter has to move out of the room because honor has moved in the room. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that they would be atmosphere shifters. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that they would show the highest level and reverence for your spirit. We give you all the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Don't forget, we got uh, uh, Forge in Chattanooga and we have, uh, um, that's uh, Forge tomorrow night here and then be here Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Please use the... And, and next Wednesday, you don't want to miss it. We got Connect Track, and we also have Pastor Kevin, the bishop, is coming into the house to preach the word. You don't want to miss that. Be here next Wednesday. We have noon prayer Tuesday at 12. Go in the peace of the Lord.